Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. We are going to uh, get into a new series that I'm pretty excited about because it's all about Christmas movies. Uh, how many of y'all have like a favorite Christmas movie? Home Alone. Nash, oh, Nash Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh my. <laughs> Elf. How many of y'all think Elf is the best? How many of y'all think Home Alone's the best? What about Christmas Vacation? Any Christmas Vacationers? Okay. Um, I, I, my favorite is Christmas Vacation. I feel like every, like I said, I always say this, every family has a cousin Eddie. And if you don't, if you, if you don't know who it, cousin Eddie is in your family, you're probably him. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so we're going to be talking about some of our favorite Christmas movies over the next couple weeks. Can any, can any, can any of y'all guess which is, which movie we're going to talk about tonight? Christmas story. How many of you have seen the Christmas story? Um, I should probably give a disclaimer that just because we talk about a movie, it doesn't mean I endorse every word that's said in the movie. I don't know. Cause sometimes I watch TV versions of a movie, you know, and then, <laughs> and then I watch the not TV version. And I realize, oh, I shouldn't have been talking about that movie. But, um, in your tag group, we talked about, you talked about the best Christmas gift that you've ever received. What was the best? What, what did some of y'all decide? What were some of your best Christmas gifts? Family. All oh, that's, that's, that's a nice. Plasma, what? A pla- I don't even know what a plasma car is. No, somebody donated plasma to you? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, I know, I got you now. Okay, what are some other good Christmas gifts? Electric toothbrush. Electric toothbrush, wow, okay. A dog, yeah, that's pretty good. So, so, um, now let's talk about what about the worst Christmas gifts you've ever received? You got one of those? Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad though, wouldn't it? Anybody else? What's the worst thing you ever received? Headphone beanie? I would like that. Socks. One, a single pair of socks. Wow. Okay. A what? A pin cushion. Man, David really splurged on that one, didn't he? So, <laughs> um, so you know, there are good Christmas gifts and there are bad Christmas gifts. Right. Um, April knows how to get me really. She always gets me really good gifts. She usually either gets me guns or tools, um, you know, and I'm fine with either of those. If they go bang or if they go, I'm happy. Um, so now my mom is always thinking of practical gifts to give me. And we were uh, I think April and I were, it was the we didn't date very long. So it had to be in the first Christmas because we only spent one Christmas dating and then we got engaged and then we got married. We didn't waste any time. Um, but I think it was the first Christmas, April and I were going out. We spent Christmas together at my house. My mom bought me a package of underwear. Do you remember this? A package of underwear. Under, well, we're not going to get into details. But I was like, Mom, I was like, this is embarrassing. And she, you know, she, made, she made it even more embarrassing. She was like, oh, well, Matt, you know, you're 25, but I still do your laundry. And, you know, I just noticed they're starting to look a little ratty. And I thought you could use underwear. So I'm like, Mom, you know. So, so there are good gifts and there are bad gifts, um, you know, and there are in-between gifts. Next question. How would you rate, don't answer this out loud, but we know that God is our heaven, yeah, God is a heavenly father and he gives gifts. How would you rate 
the gifts that God has given to you, like in your life? How would you rate like the, I guess you could say the cards that you've been dealt in life? Um, Sometimes when we look at the way life has turned out for us or it seems to be turning out for us, we start thinking, man, if God is a father who gives gifts, I don't know if I like God's gifts. I wanted a BB gun and he gave me underwear. Speaking about life, you know, yeah, I, I wanted a good family and God gave me this weird like put together family that fights all the time and nobody really acts like they love each other. Yeah, I want a dad who cares about me, but my dad could care less about me. Yeah, I wanted yeah, I wanted to be good at something and I'm not good at anything. I can't make the, the I can't make the ball team, I can't make band, I can't make anything. Yeah. I wanted to have a good year. I wanted to live this like happy teenage life, but I've got anxiety and I can't enjoy life. You start thinking about the way your life turns out and sometimes we start thinking that we're disappointed with what God has given us. Sometimes we think that we're angry with God. We say, God, how could you? God, how could you take that person out of my life? Um, How could you let this happen to me? Um, And sometimes we just get confused and we read about God and we see God one way and then we experience our life and we think, how does the God of this book match what I'm experiencing? So tonight we're going to talk about the gifts that God gives, because this is Christmas, right? We're going to talk about the gifts that God gives, and this is kind of going to be kind of what we learned, the big thing we learned tonight, is that God, God knows exactly what you need. So look to the person next to you, next to you right now, say, God knows exactly what you need. Okay, now, 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 if you're sitting in front of somebody, tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, God knows exactly what you need. Okay, so if I were to ask you, listen, listen, if I were to ask you, what's the main point of the lesson tonight? What would you say? Okay, so you're getting there. You're getting there. Um, Turn to Luke chapter 11. And while you're turning there, I've got a little video to play for you.
So, so Ralphie, if, if you're familiar with this, with this movie, the whole movie leads up to Christmas Day. And what is Ralphie asking for for Christmas? Red Rider BB gun. What, is, what exactly does he, he has this like long phrase where he describes it. It's, I want a tur, super turbo, I can't remember how it goes, super turbo action Red Rider BB gun with a compass in the stock or something like that, right? And, and he, 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 he puts hints in his mom's magazines like that he wants it. And his, the paper that he writes, like the essay that he writes to his teacher is that he wants this gun for Christmas. And what does his mom tell, tell him? You'll shoot your eye out. And when he gets the paperback from his, his, uh, his teacher, what does it say? It's a C plus. And then what does she say on it? You'll shoot your eye out. He wants this thing so bad. And everybody's saying, no, that's not what you need. You'll shoot your eye out. You're not ready for it. But what does Ralphie's dad do? He gets it because he, Ralphie's dad knows Ralphie so well. He knows Ralphie's old enough to handle a gun. He knows Ralphie can do it. He, and he gives Ralphie the gift that he wanted so bad. Because Ralphie's dad, if you've watched this movie, you know he is far from a saint. Um, he's far from perfect. Uh, especially if you remember the scene where he's working on the furnace. Uh, you know, he, he, he's not exactly what you call the perfect dad, is he? But even a blind squirrel can find an acorn every once in a while, right? And this dad who was not a perfect dad was still able to come through for Ralphie and give him this really good gift. When we're talking about Christ, we're talking about God, we're talking about Christmas and the gifts that he's given us. Read the words of Jesus. This is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, um, verses 11 through 13. He says... um, which of you fathers, because he's talking to men, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I don't know what your relationship is with your dad. I know some of you have, like, you have a really good relationship with your dad, and your dad is obviously not perfect, um, but he's there for you, and he's, he's, he's in your life, and, and, and he, he, he does good things for you, provides for you. Some of you, maybe you're in a situation where, where A, your, your dad is not a part of your life, or B, your dad's like a part of your life, but he's not exactly like the role model of what a dad should be in your life. But, but think about what we know of, of dads that, that, that try to do a good job. And we know that they try to do good things for their kids, and they try to provide for their kids. If a dad that is not perfect and a dad that is sinful does a good job taking care of their kids, imagine what a perfect heavenly father, what kind of gift he would give. If a guy like Ralphie's dad can give a good gift to Ralphie, imagine what gift the heavenly father can give to you. Jesus tells us what that gift is and what that perfect gift is. It's the Holy Spirit. God, God promises to us that if we believe in Jesus and we put our faith in him, he sends the Holy Spirit. He sends God to live in our hearts. He sends the Holy Spirit to live inside us. How did that happen? How did God give us this gift? Did he like put it like on a carrier pigeon and send it to us? Um, can you get it like on Cyber Monday? Like, is there a half off holy half off the Holy Spirit deal on Cyber Monday? Can you get it on Amazon? Like, 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 how how did God give us this gift of the Holy Spirit? Was it under the tree? 
like, like, how did God give it to us? Turn to Galatians chapter 4. We're going to read the verse that Blake read. And we're going to see just how loving our Heavenly Father is. And just how God knows what? Oh, I'm going to, I've got to work on this. How God knows exactly what you need. So let's read Galatians chapter 4. We're going to learn about how God gives gifts. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that born under, I lost my place, I'm sorry. God sent his son, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonships. Because you're his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you're God's child, God has made you an heir. We learn three things about the gifts, the gift that God gives and the gifts that God gives in our life. And the first thing we we learn is God is always on time with his gifts. God's always on time with his gifts. Got this picture here, Ralphie. He's sitting between his parents. This is where our video clip started. At this point, Ralphie had asked and asked and asked and asked for that BB gun. He opened up all the presents under the tree. He didn't get the BB gun. What's worse, he didn't just not get the BB gun. He got this awful, ugly, pink bunny pajama set. And he's... Yeah, his, his, uh, his mom's like, oh, it's so cute. Like, put it on. And she makes Ralphie put it on. He comes down the steps and the dad's like, he looks like a deranged Easter bunny. You know, and he had a terrible Christmas because the gift that he wanted, the thing that he wanted so bad in his life did not come. And look at, look at, look at his dad sitting there like a sly old fox. He knows that there's a BB gun hidden back there. And he kind of says to Ralphie, he says, what's? What's behind the desk there? He waited until the right time when Ralphie would appreciate the gift more than he ever could. If you read the, if you read the, the, the passage here, it says, when the set time had fully come, God sent his son. You realize that when we as people were plunged into sin in the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 3, Eve took a bite of the forbidden fruit. Adam took a bite of the forbidden fruit. The Bible says we've all turned away from God. When sin entered the world and we we became separated from God, as soon as that happened, God makes a promise, Genesis 3.15. He says, I'm going to send someone to redeem you and to fix you. 4,000 years later, Jesus hasn't come yet. Before Jesus was born, you know, the whole, you know, Away in a manger. That hasn't happened yet. 4,000 years. God made good on a 4,000-year-old promise when he sent Jesus. Think about that. Can you imagine all the people that had looked back to that promise and thought, God was supposed to send a deliverer. God was supposed to send a redeemer. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And why did God pick the time that Jesus was born? You know, when Jesus was born, you can read about it in Luke chapter 2. It was one of the most chaotic and one of the darkest times in history. The Roman Empire had taken over literally the entire known world. It'd be like if a country just started taking over the whole world. Like imagine if China just took over the whole world and all of a sudden we were under the oppression of the Chinese government. That wouldn't be a fun time, would it? That wouldn't be a dark time. That'd be kind of a dark time, wouldn't it? I can't read Mandarin. I'm in trouble, right? So 
the, the Roman Empire is taken, and then they decide we're going to tax everybody in the world, and we're going to make them pay a lot of money. So they say, the way, to, the way that we're going to tax everybody is you have to go back to where your ancestors are from. So how, you know, some, some of you, maybe you have, your, you know, like three or four generations ago, your, your ancestors didn't live here. Mine lived in Pennsylvania. If I wanted to go have to pay that tax, I'd have to ride on horseback all the way to Pennsylvania to pay my tax. Joseph and Mary, Mary the mother of Jesus, they had to take a long ride, probably a several day journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem to pay this tax. And everybody was going different places to pay this tax. Can you imagine what that's like? Yeah, how many of y'all were at, at the mall on Black Friday? I question your sanity if you were. But you think, you think about the zoo of people and the chaos of people. It was so chaotic when Jesus was born. They couldn't find a hotel. They couldn't find a place to stay. They had to stay kind of in a, in a cave, in a feeding area for the animals. It was that chaotic. The times were that chaotic and the times were that dark. But that was the time that God chose to send Jesus, to give us the gift of Jesus. So when we think about the way that God gives the gifts, sometimes we think, man, God was laid in my life. Yeah, I really needed that gift you know, before the person I loved passed away. I really needed God's gift before I bombed that test or before I got myself into this very difficult situation. Like, I need God to rescue me out of my anxiety now, not like in five years. I need now. But what we realize as we look at this, God's timing is perfect. And when we trust God, we trust our Heavenly Father, we know that he's always on time with his gifts. What if Ralphie's dad gave Ralphie that BB gun like two years earlier? Ralphie may have done more than shot his eye out, right? You know you can really hurt somebody with a BB gun. Uh, we got in trouble when we were kids because we played with BB guns like we used them like paintball guns. You know, I don't know if some of you guys ever did that, but man, we were, we were just, well, I, I had a BB gun pistol and you know, we would just, we'd, we'd all shoot each other with BB guns, play cops or robbers or whatever. One of my buddies went by, I was hiding behind a bush, I, bush, I jumped on his back with my, I mean, it was like straight savage. I jumped on his back with that BB gun. I got him right on his neck and I went, Pachew! well, that, uh, <laughs> that, that was right before my BB gun got confiscated. The bullet became lodged like in his neck and like before long, he had this huge like blood like bag in his neck and they had to rush him to the hospital so obviously it was too young for me to have a bb gun wasn't it i was too young you know Caleb was like nah you know you can. <laughs> but god knows when we need things and he knows what we need and when we trust him just like G he sent jesus at the right time god doesn't say oops when stuff happens in your life god knows when to give the gifts that he's going to give to you. He knows what he knew when to bring Jesus into the world. The next thing that we learn when we think about um, this gift that God sent of Jesus is that God can give gifts no one else can. God gives gifts no one else can. Um, I've got a picture here of some of the most popular over the past 10 years Christmas gifts. How many of y'all when you were a kid got one of these things for Christmas? Let's be honest here. Um, well, yeah, I remember when I was a kid the Furbies came out and it was the first year that Furbies came out. And it was like, you know, it was, it was the thing that parents were beating each, up, beating each other up over to give to their kids. You know, there's always one thing that parents will actually, like, hit another parent to get for their kids. Last year, it was Hatchimals. Um, last year, Hatchimals were really hot. They were like 80 bucks 
for this stupid like thing that hatches out of an egg. And there were all these reports of like moms like fighting over Hatchimals because they wanted them for their kids. Very because there's always one gift that tickle me Elmo was 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 the the rare gift one year. How many of y'all have ever had a tickle me Elmo? You tickle and it goes <laughs> that tickles. You know, it tickle me Elmo was a rare gift. You know, God gives gifts that no one else can, and I don't know what it's going to be this year. I don't know what it is this year, but there are going to be people searching high and low to get this one gift for their kids that nobody else can get. The gift that God gave us through Jesus wasn't just rare. It was one of a kind. Read this. It says, God sent his son born of a woman. Think about the implications of that phrase right there. That this gift that God sent was God's son. Is God, is, is God limited by the physical limitations that we're limited by? No. That's what makes him God, right? So the son of God, God himself came. So Jesus, we know, was God. God sent his son, but his son was born of a woman. Meaning, his son was also human. I've met a lot of humans in my life, right? I love all you human people. As a human myself. One thing I've never met is a perfect human. (laughs) To the contrary. If I get involved in your life enough, what I'm going to realize is you're kind of screwed up. There are times to be around you that you're not very nice and you're kind of mean and you're kind of salty, right? There are times where you don't do the right thing. So we know that to be true about humans. We know perfection to be true about God, but what we see with Jesus was divinity. God became a man, God became human. I, 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 I call it God in a bod. There's a real theological term called the hypostatic union, but that's got too many syllables. I prefer to say Jesus was God in a bod, God in human flesh. Why was this gift so rare and why did we need it so much? Well, here's the problem. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned. And if you don't think you've sinned, <laughs> you're in big trouble, right? Because the Bible says if you, don't, if you think you haven't sinned, you deceive yourself and the truth is not in you. If you don't think you've sinned, I'll go talk to your brother or sister. And they may, have, they may shed some light on the situation. If you don't think you've sinned, I'll talk to your parents and see what they have to think about that statement. They'll probably have a few. They'll probably take issue with that, right? Um, so the problem is we've all sinned. And the Bible says the payment for sin is death. Which is a problem, Right? I don't want to die, and I don't want to spend an eternity in hell. But that's the payment that I have to pay for my sin. At the same time, as, as my friends, I don't want any of you to die and go to hell. And maybe you've heard heroic stories about how people have, um, you know, people have pushed somebody out of the way of the bus, and they, they you're, you know, jumped in front of a bullet and sacrificed themselves to die for someone else. Here's the problem. I can't die for your sins. So that you can go to heaven because I've got sins of my own to die for. If I go to jail and you get sentenced to jail, I can't stand in for your jail sentence, can I? Because I've got my own sentence to pay for. I've got my own sins to pay for. When God sent Jesus, God sent his son, born of a woman, and he became human. He became the only human to ever live a perfect life. He became the only human to ever satisfy the law that it talks about, born under the law. And when Jesus did that, and he died on the cross, he didn't die for his sins, did he? He was free to die for my sins and die for your sins. 
you know, we talk about Furbies. <laughs> we talk about Tickle Me Elmos and how rare they are. But I guarantee, how many of y'all ever got a Furby? How many of y'all know where that Furby is right now? <laughs> a couple of you, okay. The organized people. But how important is that Furby to the, the trajectory of your life right now? Not that important, right? The gift that God gave totally changes our life. And when we put our faith in Jesus, when we admit that we screwed it up, we believe in Jesus and we confess our sins to him, our sins are paid for. We have a home in heaven. The final thing that we believe is that God's gifts are good. I want to show you a video clip here of a gift that is maybe good, is maybe not so good. So, yeah, there was, a, there was not a consensus in the home about whether or not that was a good gift or a bad gift, right? Um, the dad seemed to think that was just the greatest gift ever. You know, who wouldn't want this in their house? The mom was totally in the opposite camp too, right? As someone who probably took pride in the way that she decorated the house, she could not imagine this hideous lamp being anywhere in her house. And the dad's like, I've got the perfect place for it. The front living room window. And he sets it up there in the front living room window. And I was telling April, I said, we actually have a perfect, we have like one of those bay windows in the front of our house. We could put this right in the front of our house. 
And then every time Alex looked, where is, I don't know where Alex is. Every time Alex looks out his front window, he could see, uh, he could see our wonderful leg lamp. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, um, but anyway, you see what I'm saying? There was, this gift was not an indisputably good gift, right? Some people looked at it and they said, oh, that's, that's just weird. Some people looked and said, oh, it's beautiful. Some people said, look at that. That's disgusting and that's inappropriate. You know, so, so there are all these different opinions on this gift. Think about the gifts that we want in our life. That we want in our life and, 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 and ask yourself, is it really a good gift? Some of you are absolutely dying for companionship. Like, you want a girlfriend so bad. You want a boyfriend so bad that it's like, you know, first person to ask me out, yes. You know, and, you know, and, and, and the first guy that asks you out, you're like, well, you know, I'm just going to go for it, you know. Because I want a boyfriend. And, 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 and you look at the leg lamp boyfriend. I mean, don't go out with inanimate objects. But I'm, you know, personifying this leg lamp. You look at this boyfriend and you're like, oh, he's just the greatest thing ever. And your, your friends are all like, they're looking at it like the mom looked at the leg lamp. They're like, seriously, you're going out with that guy? Like, he's got Dorito stained fingers. Like, <laughs> like, 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 seriously, all he does is play, he's a, all he does is play Fortnite. He's like, no, I'm joking, all you Fortniters. Yeah, but he, he's, he's just a slimy guy. You, you know what I mean when the guy gives off the slimy vibe? That, that you're like, you don't want to go out with this guy. But, but you, oh, I just want to, you, or you, you, you're like, I just want a girlfriend so bad. First girl that like shows any interest, I'm going to be like, you know? And, and all, all, all the guys are like, dude, like she's crazy. She's got the eyes. Like, like, like. I'm just going to give you a side note, God. If, you're, if your bros ever tell you that the girl you like has crazy eyes, just take them for their word and keep going, right? Because there's these, yeah, there are, there, it's like a clinical condition called crazy eyes. And you don't go out with a girl with crazy eyes um, because she will, she, she will wreck your world. Anyway, but we, we, just, we want this thing so bad. We want this thing in our life so bad. And we think, why can't God give me this? Why can't God give me that thing? And we think this would solve all our problems. It's like the dad that thinks this leg lamp is so beautiful. And, and, and everybody on the outside of your life is like, why do you even want that? And God is looking down saying, I'd give it to you if it'd be good for you. But it's not good for you. God knows. God knows. Okay. God knows exactly what you need. Read what God sent because this was exactly what you need. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to do what? To redeem those under the law. To pay for your sins like we talked about. That's the number one reason God sent, sent his son. To pay for your sins. That's the first benefit of this gift. Secondly, because you're his sons, God sent the spirit of his sons, when you accept Christ, the spirit of his son into your hearts. So you haven't only been saved from hell. I mean, that's a good start, right? <laughs> you know, we all want to be there, right? Um, but he didn't just save you from hell. He sent the Holy Spirit to live inside you. And because he sent his Holy Spirit to live inside you, it says the Spirit calls out Abba, Father. You become a son and a daughter of Christ. When I talked about fathers, some of you are like, man, I don't have a dad in my life. Some of you are like, my dad is, yeah, I love him, but he's just, he's not there for me. When Christ came, he didn't just come to save you from hell. He came to give you a relationship with your heavenly father. He adopted you. 
I think adoption is one of the most beautiful things. One of the reasons it is is because it's a sign of what Christ did to us. And when it says that we're adopted, it, it, it means two things. The first, that God put his spirit into our hearts where we call out Abba Father and we have a relationship with him. And the second part of that is you're no longer a slave but God's child. And since you're God's child, God has also made you an heir. You not only have a relationship with God, but as his son and as his daughter, you are entitled to all the blessings that come with being a son and a daughter of Christ. God knows. One more time. God knows exactly what you need. God could have come at any time, but he chose to come a little over 2,000 years ago. God could have sent you any gift. He could have sent you a leg lamp. God sent you Jesus because God knows exactly what you need. When we talk about Christmas, we talk, and I know this is a cliche that's probably said in a million Sunday schools and on every Christian radio station ever, so we get numb to it, but when God sent Jesus, he literally sent the greatest gift of all. Because through Christ, we have a heavenly father. Your family may be all kinds of messed up. You may not get affection at home and you may not get, people may not, you may feel like people don't care about you. When you look at this, you see that Christ cared about you enough to where he adopted you. He decided to take on all your problems onto himself and put it onto his son. God knows exactly what you need. So what do we do about that? For those of you that like to take notes, it's going to be really easy over the next three weeks because the application, my application points, I always have application points, they're the same two points every week. Treasure and tell. Treasure and tell. And if I really want to mix it up, I'll say tell and treasure. What are Christians supposed to do during this Christmas season as we're expectantly waiting for Christ to come? The first thing we're supposed to do is we're supposed to tell people about the gift of Jesus. One of the reasons that we're going to be collecting gifts for our backpack kids is not just to give them gifts, which we love giving gifts. But when we give them these gifts, it points, uh, it points them to the greatest gift, which is Jesus. Each of these ki- backpack kids is going to receive a Bible in their, in their, in, uh, in, as part of their presence. And each of those Bibles is going to be gone through by us with the verses that point to the plan of salvation highlighted. We tell. Next thing we do is we treasure the gift of Christ. Um, Maybe you've heard all this before. <laughs> You're like, Matt, I've been here for a long time. You know, I've heard a lot of your lessons, and I know that I'm adopted by God. Why don't you act like it? Why don't you live like it? Why don't you carry yourself like it? And instead of walking around like this, thinking somebody pooped in your Cheerios, you walk and say, hey, I'm a daughter of Christ. I'm a daughter of God. I'm loved. And yeah, you may be a jerk to me, but I don't care because I'm a, I'm a son of God. God is my father. I have the spirit inside my my heart that calls out Abba, Father. And when nobody else will listen to me, God will listen to me. We trust God's timing in our lives. And some of you, it's really hard to trust God's timing right now because things just aren't working out the way you wanted them to. Trust God's timing. Because God knows exactly what you need. Let's pray and we'll get out of here. Now, Father, thank you so much for bringing us here together. Thank you so much for sending your son. Um, God, there's nothing else we need more than Jesus. There's nothing else we need more than the salvation and the forgiveness and the acceptance we receive through the cross of Christ. Uh, So God, I pray that we will believe it and I pray that we will live it out this week. 
God, I pray that as we prepare to do this season of giving where we give these gifts to our precious backpack kids, um, God, that you'll, you'll make our hearts expand, that we'll be so generous, not just with the gifts that we bring, but with our prayers um, and with the way that we tell others about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.